Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is May 27th, 2021 and week 121. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, as you can see from the title, this is a very well-known saying to whom much is giving, much is required. You know, we might have we might have high hopes of being a doctor or being a lawyer, but when you reach that status, there's a lot of other things that comes with that. It's more responsibility. I remember a story that um, Kevin Durant told of his very first NBA game. You know, he was drafted to the Seattle Supersonics and his first game was against Carmelo Anthony back when he was still on the Denver Nuggets. And on the plane ride back, he was just thinking about the night that he had just had, you know, dealing with the fans, dealing with the media, playing super, super hard because that's a whole different level of basketball. And he was just thinking on the plane like, man, is this going to be like this every single night? Because he had reached that status, a lot of other things come with that. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we will start with a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can take a break, uh, we encourage you to join in the prayer with us uh, at this time. Gracious Lord, thank you for yet another opportunity. Lord, we thank you for being such an awesome God in our midst. Lord, we thank you for everything you do for us. Lord, help us to never take any of it for granted. Lord, help us to just continue to humble ourselves. Help us to continue to grow in your word. Help us to continue to grow in love for one another. Help us to continue to grow in patience. Uh, help us to do everything that it is that you've asked us to do, Lord. Give us the mindset that we would never shy away from anything that you require of us. But we're asking that no matter what happens to us in this life, that you would continually remind us there is a reason to have joy. Help us, Lord, to actually believe the things that we say, believe the things that we're reading. Help it not to just be talk, Lord. Help it not just be words. Uh, help us not to just go through the motion. Lord, we're asking all of these blessings in your powerful name, Jesus, we pray. Amen, amen. Amen. So uh, there was definitely something you mentioned, Melvin, that I was thinking about also. Uh, when it comes to being... Uh, just in certain positions in life, uh, you can be a doctor. You may have brought up being a doctor. Because they have that status, when we go to the doctor, we're requiring so much of them. If we go because we have a cold, we're expecting that this person, by a few days or so, uh, sometimes we're expecting results even faster than that. But we're expecting that they will be able to help us get over this cold, the flu, whatever it is that we're going here for. We're requiring so much that they cure us. That's really what it is. We're requiring that because we say, well, I, I spent my money on it. I paid them a lot of money for this. We're requiring that. 
but it's because we've given them so much. We give them a lot of respect. We give them money. We give them time. We give them so much. And so we can find that in so many instances in life. If a person becomes the manager of a store, they're required to do more than someone who may be in a lower position at the job. The manager is required to do more. The supervisor required to do even more. You know, it continues to go further and further up uh, every position that we look at. If much is given to this person, we're expecting more. Uh, Melvin brought up uh, some athletes. The more money they pay these athletes, the more they're expecting them to produce. They're expecting them to be so much better than other people who aren't getting paid as much. This is how the world works. And so we find this same principle within God. Let's pick up Luke chapter 12 and verse 48. But he that knew not and did commit things and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. Now, I'm not going to deal with that. Uh, that's that's something we can pick up at a later time. But I did want to get this next part here. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. For unto whomsoever much is given of him shall much be required. You know, so often in life, we don't recognize just how much we have. We begin to look at uh, the next person and we look at this person's accomplishments, this person's status, this person's wealth, this person's cars, this person's clothes, this person's life. And that's how we measure how much we have. But that's such an invalid way to measure how much we have because it's so easy to notice what we don't have and sometimes it becomes so hard to recognize just how much we do have we don't recognize that he said and I'll put it in my words to whom much is given much is required we don't recognize that we have so much we don't recognize it, but God has given us so much. We have some things that other people don't have. If only we recognize, I know we can look and see, well, they got a bigger house than me. <laughs> they have their own house. We can look at those things so easily, easily. But what about the things that we're taking for granted? That, there's a reason I make that statement. I try to remember to make that statement. Uh, when I pray, Lord, help me not to take things for granted, because I know for a fact. If God takes some of the most basic things from me. I'll be hurt. I've been through periods of my life where. I didn't even feel the sensation of hunger. Wasn't even becoming hungry. And so when I finally started to feel that again, I couldn't help but say, thank you, Lord. Because before that, I don't believe I truly recognized just how important 
those small things were. And so now my prayer is, Lord, I don't want to have to be in the position where you have to take something away from me for me to finally recognize just how good I had it. I don't want to get that way. He can take so much more. We think we don't have nothing now. God can take some things from you. He can take your vision. He can take your hearing. He can take your walking, your smelling, your strength. He can take so much from us. Even the little car that we do have, we might not be happy with it, but he can take that. He can take so much. We have so much that we don't even recognize. And so often we're ungrateful. We're upset because we're so focused on what so-and-so has that we fail to recognize God has blessed us. There's, there's so many of us that have children. There's other people who can't do it. We have so much. There's so many things God has blessed us with that we fail to notice. But if we did, we would be in such a better place. We would find depression starts to fade away. Because we have a reason to be happy. There is a reason to have joy in the midst of a storm. If you recognize just how much God has given you. And so, by the grace of God, we'll look at some of these things. Because he's given more than what I can even talk about. You know, as we continue to grow in this life, we learn new things that God has did for us. Things we didn't even know. But that's just how amazing he is. So I want to go, I want to run over to uh, the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. I thank God for the word of God because that's what he has given us. I know we may not cherish the word of God like we ought to but this truly is where our strength lies this is where we get our power this is where we get faith this is where we become saved through the word of God if he didn't give us this where would we be so we're going to look at the word tonight and see the writing of Paul. I thank God for the people whose lives he touched. He touched people's like Paul's life and caused him to do this work. Paul wasn't looking for uh, me to pay him. He wasn't looking to get over on me, nor the people that he was uh preaching to Paul was looking to help someone I thank God for that he gave he gave Paul that type of heart he gave all of the other people that we can read through read about who made the scriptures possible 
God touched them to do that. He did that for us. Look at how much he gave us. People who, you know, we have a hard time helping people we don't know. You said, man, I don't know them. <laughs> I'm not doing anything for them. But Paul did these things for us. This is a gift of God. Timothy did things for us. They paved the way. These people took beatings for our sake so that we would have the scriptures. Look at how much God has given us. We feel that no one in the world loves us. But look at what these people did for us. Being put into prison. Being beaten. Being whipped. Being shipwrecked. Being bitten by snakes. So many things he's went through. Peter being stoned. Till they thought he was dead. Look at how much God has given us. I know you might say, well, that didn't have nothing to do with me. It did. Because if they didn't endure those things, we would not have the word of God today. Somebody had to go through it. I thank God I didn't have to go through that. I don't know what my reaction would have been. I don't know how I would have taken it. But God chose someone who could. So we're going to read what Paul says to us. See, this was given to us. Jesus told them in one place, he said, it's given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. It's given to us. There are some people that may not know these things. But unto God's children is given to us. This is a gift. I know we love Christmas time, especially the kids. We love Christmas time. <laughs> We love our birthday. Any holiday where we receive something, man, we love that. But what we fail to recognize when it comes to the word of God is Christmas every day. There's so many gifts we can find in the word of God. This is for us. I talked to a man one time, man. <laughs> man told me the scripture wasn't written for me. <laughs> I'm wondering why the man was reading it then if it wasn't for us. <laughs> but I understand this was for me. I don't care what anyone says. The scriptures is for you. This is a gift from God to us. We have so much. If we only recognized it. I mean, look at how we're communicating. Talked about this yesterday, I believe it was. Look at how we're communicating. Cell phones, computers, iPads, iPhones, uh, galaxies, whatever it is. Look at the technology that God has blessed us with. I know you can say, well, my screen is cracked and it only works sometimes. Look at how much you have, though. It's, a, it's by the grace of God that we have these things. I remember the times growing up, heaven. I wanted a phone. Couldn't get one. Now look at me. Now when I get a phone, it still isn't good enough. It still isn't good enough. But look at how much we've been given. Things we struggled for in the past, God made it possible that we could get there. Look at how much we've been given. 
Look at how much we've been given. Times where we thought we wouldn't even make it to see this day. So many days we thought we wouldn't even be here the next day. But look at what God gave us. Another opportunity. And we still, we still don't want to give him the glory for it. We still feel we don't have nothing. Sometimes people ask us, what do you have? Nothing. I don't have nothing. <laughs> We're deceived because we have so much. We have so much and don't recognize it. God has brought us from wherever we came from. He's made the situation better for us. It might be some things we still don't like, but God has given us an even better situation. And you know, the more we hold on to him, the better it's going to get. So he said, to whom much is given, much is going to be required. God is expecting something from us. He's giving you more than what you think. And now he's asking for you to return something. We have requirements. Whenever we go to any job, I mean, it doesn't even matter. You can go to school. When we were in school, or if you're still in school, the teacher gives you information and they say, next week, I'm requiring it back. I'm requiring it. I need you to pass this test. See, God is doing the same thing for us. He's giving us the knowledge. The knowledge is here. We say we don't have anything. We don't know anything. If that's the case, it's because we have neglected God's knowledge. We have so much information in this book. So much. And God is going to test us on it. You know, when we fail tests in school, it was our fault. I know we start blaming the teacher and say, well, they didn't tell me. <laughs> they tested me on some stuff that wasn't. They didn't even talk about it. But they told you to read the chapter. They told you to read the book. We just said, man, I'm not reading no book. I don't like to read. <laughs> and then we get mad at the teacher. <laughs> they didn't mention this in class. <laughs> but they put it in the book. We had access to it. We rejected it. And so we're doing the same thing today. God has given us the information. Let's look at it, man. Let's pick up 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. My goodness. We have a gift from God. When somebody gives you something, it's a gift. When you give someone something, that's not them paying for it. That's not them working for it. If I work all week, they don't give me a check. I already worked for that. I already earned that. But here, God has given us a gift. We didn't earn this. We didn't deserve it. We surely didn't deserve it. Paul said, I want to stir up something. I want to put you in remembrance. We forget just how much God has given us. 
But Paul is talking to Timothy here. He said, I want to remind you of what God has given you because it's a lot. It's a lot. He said, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Go ahead, Mel. Which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Mm -hmm. For God hath given hath not given us the spirit of fear. He said, I want to talk to you about that gift. Now, that's the Holy Spirit. Or the Holy Ghost. Or the Spirit of God. He said, I want to talk to you about that. Because it is not the spirit of fear. It's the spirit of God. There's no fear in God. It, God has not given us the spirit of fear. We have all types of fears. And it's the human nature. I get it. Happens to me too. But we have the spirit of God to overcome the spirit of fear. We've been given this. We didn't work for this. God gave us this as a gift. You know, fear holds us back. But we have something to overcome that fear. You can accomplish some things if you don't have fear. And God gave us just that. Something to help us overcome things that are holding us back. Go ahead, man. But of power. But of power. He hadn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. Power, power means something. It means something. You know, a lot of people, we want a V8, a bigger engine, because it comes with more power. We want more horsepower. <laughs> we have the generator because we want power. We want all these pieces of equipment because it comes with power. That's what the Holy Ghost comes with. It comes with more power than the V8, more power than the generator, more power than the light pole. That's what the Holy Spirit is. It comes with way more power. We fail to notice this, though. We don't think about it. We think all these other things in the world are worth so much more than what God has given us. What you have inside of you, if, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, you have something more important than a Corvette, a Lamborghini, a million-dollar mansion, a billion-dollar mansion, because you have the Spirit of God. That comes with power. That's something to help you have faith, to help you continue pushing, when we become depressed, down and out. Read this next part for me, man. And of love. Love, uh-huh. And of a sound mind. Love and of a sound mind. You know, love, love is a powerful thing. Love is a powerful thing. It's so much easier for us to hate. If you tell me love isn't powerful, I know you don't have a sound mind. Because it's so hard. To do something for someone when they've mistreated you. Someone who has lied to you intentionally. If you find out, you don't want to do nothing for that joker. 
somebody has stolen from you, you're not doing nothing for them. But it's because of a lack of love. You can't tell me love isn't powerful. I remember, and we've talked about it before. I can't remember the lady's name, but she killed the guy, uh, a lady police officer. She killed a guy uh, when she walked into his apartment, and apparently she thought it was hers. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But what I do know is her brother, excuse me, the guy's brother that was killed, he says he forgave the woman. That takes some power. That takes love. Because so many other people said, man, I'll never do that. It takes love to do that. It takes love to forgive. To whom much is given, much is required. God is expecting us to forgive. He said, if you don't forgive, your heavenly father won't forgive you. That's what Jesus told us. I'm not making this up. You can find it in your Bible. To whom much is given, much is required. God has given us the opportunity to receive his spirit. Now he's asking for something in return. He said, I want you to go and love one another as I have loved you. We seen Jesus love. We seen him on the cross. And the people were killing him. Laughing at him, mocking him. You know, Melvin, we don't take mocking very well. <laughs> I know, I know, Melvin, I've been there so many times. We don't take that very well. We said, man, who you laughing at? We try to come up with something quick. <laughs> All day long, we've been thinking, <laughs> well, I'm going to say this if they say something about me. <laughs> I'm going to keep this one in my back pocket. <laughs> Just in case somebody gets wrong today, I'll have something to say. So the attention is off me quickly. But now, Jesus didn't retaliate. He didn't render evil for evil. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, we have that example. We've been given so much. You know, if you get an example, that's a lot. See, I have a younger brother who's trying to learn how to play guitar. And the teacher, what he's there for is to lead an example. He, he said, I want you to put your hands like this. And he shows him how to put his, how to position his fingers. That example means the difference. That example makes the difference. If you don't have an example, you're lost. You say, man, I don't know how to do this. But as soon as somebody shows you, you say, oh, okay, that's easier than I thought. That's what Jesus did for us. We've been given so much. He didn't charge us for this. The man that taught my brother how to play guitar, he charges me for it. But Jesus, he came and gave us an example free of charge. We've been given so much. We don't have an excuse today. To whom much is given, much is required. We don't have an excuse. He's given us so much. He's given us his spirit so that we can love one another. So that we can have forgiveness. So we can do something. 
And so on top of all of that, he said, his spirit is so we can have a sound mind. Now, this is one of the toughest things there is for us as human beings, having a sound mind, because our mind is continually evil. We found God say that about us. He said our thoughts were continually evil. You know, any little thing that happens to it, we have a lot of negative thoughts come in our minds. We say, well, what if this happens? And, and what if that happens? And we run so many scenarios. And you know what, what, what all of those scenarios have in common, Melvin? <laughs> they all end up <laughs> with something horrible happening to us. We never play a scenario in our mind where we come out and everything's okay. We don't do that. We say, man, I could fall or I could get cancer or this could happen to me. That could happen to me. All of it bad. God wants us to have a sound mind. That's what his spirit is for. So we learn to trust him. The Bible tells me all things work together for the good. All things. There's no word that exceeds the word all. All things work together for the good to them that love him. Suppose we believe that. Suppose we believe, look, even if this situation doesn't work the way I want it to, all of it is going to work together for my good in the end. Suppose we believe that. But that's what he told us. It's true. He's given us this. He's given us his word. He's promised us this. The Bible tells me he swore by no other but himself. He didn't have to go and say, well, I put this on my mama. I put this on my... He, he didn't do all of that. He gave us his word. And so he said his spirit was not so that we could fear, but that we could have a sound mind. I thank God for the spirit. Because that's the reason we can sit here today with a sound mind. You know, people love when we're being foolish because they don't have a sound mind. I remember the guy that Jesus healed. The people became afraid of him because he was clothed and in his right mind. While this man was running around half naked, acting a fool. People enjoyed it. It was a good show. But as soon as this man, Jesus, cast the demons out of him, healed him, gave him a sound mind, they became afraid. They didn't like it anymore. This is the world that we live in. But God has given us so much. I hope we can see how much he's given us today. Whenever we catch ourselves down and out because we feel we don't have what we wanted to have, think about what you have. Because I know if God begins to take more from you, you'll wish you still had what he just took. You'll wish he had, you still had it. God knows 
I don't want him to take anything. I want to show him that I'm thankful right now because he's given me so much. But now he's asking for us to pass the test. He's requiring something back. He says, I want you to show me what it is you've learned. You know, I was I was uh, listening to something the other day. And they talked about how uh, they have been in church and. uh Soon as the service is over, uh, family walks out to their car and the man begins cursing out his wife. He started thinking about, he said, man, what happened to all of that Jesus that we just finished singing and talking about in church? He was requiring more from the man. You know, God is requiring that, too. He's asking, what did you learn? Why is it that we forget? Paul said, I want to stir up your remembrance because we forget just what we had learned. But God is requiring that we give it back. He wants us to display it. He said, let your light so shine that men may see your good works. He's requiring it. He wants us to show the love of God. He wants us to now be that example. The way we were taught. So. I hope and pray that we would recognize God has given us a lot. No matter what. Someone else may say friends, family, whoever our enemies. Recognize that God has given you a lot. Because I guarantee if you lose more, you wish you had that little back. You wish. So many of us are able to talk There's people who can't speak. We have a lot because those people would give anything for it. people who can't see. They would give anything to have sight. Just for one day. And here we are have had it for 30, 40 years, 20, 30, 40 years, 50 years. And then we say we don't have anything. We have a lot. We have a lot. We have a lot. I mean, especially um, us living in big countries. I mean, we drive around in cars. So many people don't have that. Even if we're on a bicycle, people don't have that. We're reading scriptures about people who walked. They didn't have a bike. People riding a camel. Suppose we had to get on a camel. <laughs> Suppose that became our method of transportation. Riding a donkey. Suppose that became our way of life. <laughs> we give anything for a little Toyota mail. <laughs> Some people too good for that now. We give anything for the little Saturn, the Nissan. We give anything for it. Over that donkey. Look at how much God has given us. 
we'll take the bicycle. We said, man, give me a scooter, anything other than riding this animal. We give anything. He's given us a lot. I just hope that we see it and we give him back what he requires of us. Because he's given us so much. We owe it to him. Paul said it's our reasonable service to be a living sacrifice. He's looking for a living example. Not a dead one. We say, I'm going to get right when I get to heaven. <laughs> he's looking for a living sacrifice right here. He's requiring it. So I thank God for you guys. I hope and pray that we give him what he's looking for. He's not asking for anything unreasonable. You know, people ask for some unreasonable things sometimes in life. Somebody said, let me borrow some money. You say, how much you need? They say, I, I just want a, a couple million dollars. He said, man, come on now, be for real. God is asking for reasonable things. He's given us all the tools necessary to live a holy life, to live a life that's pleasing to him, not to Tony. He wants you to live a life that's pleasing to him. Why won't we give it to him? How long is it going to take us? Time is of the essence. We don't know how much time we have left. There's so many people who look fine and the next thing we know, they're gone. Time is running out. To whom much is given, it's required of us. Somebody's not giving God what he's requiring. Don't let that be us. Remember how much he's given you. Don't forget. So I thank God for you guys once again. As always, for anyone who tunes in now, uh, who will listen to it later. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, it's important. Because if no one ever listened to it, then it'd be a waste. But I thank God he has somebody, even if it's just one. He has somebody out there who will listen. And so at this time, I will turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Thank you guys again. Yes, we always appreciate you guys tuning in. I see we have just a couple of comments. Thank you, Drea and Naomi, for the amens. We thank you guys so much for tuning in, hearing what thus says the Lord. And it was just a, a few things I remember Tony um, brought up earlier in the message. He said how we used to be in school, you know, when we got a bad grade and we blame it on the teacher when it was up to us to go and find all the material so that we can be prepared for the examination. And that's how it is with God. You know, God will say something and tell us to do something and we will purposely not do it. And then when something bad happens to us, we blame God. You know, that's how we are. And another thing is uh, during that or after that examination, after we get that F, I can remember plenty of times me being back in grade school and my mom get my report card or a progress report. See, back in my school, they gave our grades out every week, every Wednesday, and our parents had to put their signature on every page just to make sure that um, that they saw, so the teachers can make sure that our parents saw our grades. 
if I had an if, my mom be mad, say, why do you have this if? And I remember saying, well, mom, everybody had this if. It wasn't just me. And then she would say, well, you're not everybody. You know, she expected more of me. And that's how what God expects for his children, more out of them, you know, because we try to use that same example with God. You know, everybody's doing this. I don't see anything bad happening to them. Well, in one place it said God chastises those that he loves. And like I said earlier, he is expecting more of us from that. You know, we are not everybody. I'm reminded of a place, I believe it's in the 70, 70th chapter of the book of Psalms, where David said he his foot almost slipped. He got jealous of the prosperity of the wicked. Because, see, that could definitely get us down when we are trying so hard to live a life of God. And then we see somebody doing something that's deliberately against God. And there it seems like they're prospering and we are just getting prosecution and all sorts of bad things happening to us. But we can't let that stop us on this walk with God, because a lot of things, a lot of things and the, and the devil is tricky. And he knows exactly what each of us don't like and what what we are weak to. And he will use that against us. So that's all I really have to say. Um, Jeanette says, hey, Stevens. Thank you guys for tuning in. He has the praying emojis and says grace and peace, brothers. Thank you for tuning in. And that's all I have to say. Um, I will remind you guys again that we have Zoom messages. Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're still going strong. There is a good message each and every single meeting that we have. And we would love for you guys to join us. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always, because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy, and count it all joy again. So if God blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next week, next Thursday evening, with another message coming straight from the Word of God. Thank you guys again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Always.